0: him cool christmas who do they call cool christmas is that gav is gav cool christmas
1: uh he, he i don't think gav would want to be called christmas um he's, he's a he's a local tradition uh he's called christmas he's a man um got a very sort of uh, i I would I would call a disco aesthetic uh he likes a loud blazer he's uh, got a, a an Afro sort of hairstyle, even though he's a uh, very very white, um, big glasses uh, and a moustache, like you'd see in an old porno, and and he's called cool Christmas, and his main thing as part of the sort of a Christmas holiday tradition is he likes to have sex with women um, and deny that he's the father of parents and doesn't pay welfare. And he just laughs it off with a, <laughs> a Cool uh, Christmas so that's, that's
2: where Santa Claus Gets his um, elves
1: Yeah I mean that's basically it That's where the elves go It's basically forced um,
2: child labour right Because
1: there. it's like you know don't come to me with a birth certificate. I'm gonna deny your ass. I'm cool Christmas, and I'm like a seventies type guy, and that's his whole. It's very festive. It, on the surface, it doesn't seem very festive, but uh, once once you include the elves thing, um, it sort of all feels very Christmassy and light hearted, uh, very light hearted. I will call you in the morning. <laughs> cool
2: Christmas. Look at my dear. Yeah. And, and, and what could be more lighthearted than, you know, Christmas time child labour? It'll teach them to grow up not wanting a handout.
1: Well, where do... Where do? Uh, where do... I guess, where, do uh, where do the kids of today... Because um, I guess they still get them today. It's still popular. Where do the kids of today think all of their fucking Teletubby
0: dolls come from? I don't even know where do they come from, Jim. Child labor. I'll tell you what. <gasps> I'll tell oh, you no. what. Oh no, child labor. I, I I thought it was I thought it was the elves. I thought it was elf labor.
1: Um, by the way. I have no idea if child labour made Teletubby dolls. Um, CBBC, do not sue me. Uh, it was a parody, what I just did. Um, you know, parodying companies
0: that... Parody, that parody fair use, uh, that was a prank, bro. There's a camera yeah. right behind us. Do not sue. Some company it, it, that made it, shoes did it. It was dark
2: satire, it? so you literally cannot be annoyed with it. That's the law.
1: It's, just, it's social commentary, bro. Okay, in social commentary. Um, I was just trying to spread a little festive cheer because it's you know Christmas or thereabouts, as close to as, as close to we're going to get on Podquisition. So I thought I'd share from my culture uh, a little bit of uh, a little bit of festive cheer from you know growing up in the southeast of England. Uh, it, it's it it he's a hero. To children like me who grew up in squalor,
0: See, I, I grew up in the southwest of England, and as such, we, we, had, a, we had a different Christmas tradition, which was um, Mr. Crimble. Did, did, you, did you ever hear about Mr. Crimble, uh, our no. southwest hero? Uh, no, but uh, southwest it hero. sounds
2: like the most British thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> very Mr. British Crimble. name. I've it's, moved
1: it's, around the country a lot as a child growing up. I've been like from the Midlands to uh, the coast, uh, south, north. Um, I had a very uh, journeyed childhood. But in all of the places I've been... As a child growing up, believing in um, whatever festive myth I may have done, I've never actually. I, now that you say it, I can't say I, that I've heard anything specific about Mr. Crimble. It but sounds like a character, Crimble, a
2: character in Oliver Twist.
1: It well, it sounds like the name Mr. Crimble sounds like it rings the faintest of bells.
2: Would, would it have Mr. Crimble it, handed out Mr. Kimpling dumplings to the poor children?
0: Well, you, you, you're almost on the right track, Gavin. Uh, Mr. Oh, hey, Mr. Hey, hey. Crimble, Mr. Crimble the Christmas Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so on the nose. Is that uh-huh. the Christmas Man?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mr. Crimble the Christmas Man. Who came out, that's, as, that's, that's almost as bad as the time I found out that bolognese is called meat sauce
0: here. I was well, so offended
1: by how direct that... it was. <laughs>
0: Let me finish telling you about Mr. Crumble, the yes. Christmas man. What he does is he comes to to the the houses of good families, and uh, Mr. Crumble gives you a crumble if you were a good Christmas Crumble <sighs> Crumble kid. You get <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Crumble kid. Mr. Crumble's Christmas Crumble kids. This is amazing. So yes, Mr. Mr. Crumble gives you a crumble at Christmas if he you, gives if you, you get... a crumble. Oh yeah. dear. No no, like uh, like a like a like the dessert uh, a crumble. <laughs> Yes, this is the very British South. He also makes you a cup of tea. If you, if you catch him in the middle of the night when he's delivering your crumble, he will make you a cup of tea and send you back to bed. Oh my god! Gee. Oh god! Come Gavin, on, now. Gavin, what regional Christmas friend did you have?
2: We just have Santi.
0: Santi? Tell us about Santi.
2: He's, he's Santa Claus. We call him Santi. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a bit boring don't bring you I mean, crumble or nothing
2: We've got like these Like weird fucking crazy Like pagan festival things Called like yeah. Serenboy Where these guys all put like Wicker man hats on their head okay, And get really drunk go. And dance around fires And that's probably what we all get naked And fuck each other at the end We
1: we wanted to racistly assume That Ireland has some very Specifically Irish Christmas tradition And now that you've told us about wicker hats and and dancing drunkenly around fires,
0: we can satiate our festive xenophobia. (laughs) So here's the thing, like, for anyone who doesn't know, like, the date of Christmas is just, like, an arbitrary date Christians picked because, like, pagans already had a festival on that date. And basically all the pagans were getting drunk and having sex and taking all their clothes off. And the Christians were like, we want these people involved in Christianity. Let's just, like put Jesus next to their sex festival and see if it sticks
1: and can that's how say, we have
0: I mean, christmas I today mean,
2: that's, yeah that's pretty much they were like we don't is. we don't
0: know when Jesus was born but if we say it's this day then we can claim that all of these partying sex drunks are christmas yeah. celebrators can i just say i know say, a lot I, of, a lot of completely... old people
2: here put like a candle in their window to symbolize welcoming uh, mary and joseph
1: i've got to disagree with the, statement, the offensive and flagrantly untrue statements made by both Laura well, and Gav. That Christmas Day might not be the this, day that Jesus was born. On, and on it, this, bec- the... these false allegations that Christmas Day is not the birth of our Lord. And, you yeah. fucking idiots, I'm, I'm in Mississippi. Just, who You don't know who could be listening, so just go <laughs> along <laughs> with this, all right? Christmas Day is definitely when our Lord and Saviour, the baby Jesus, was born. Fucking come along with it. Phil Bryant could be, a, like... Speaking in my window. <laughs> but
2: the the candle in the window was also considered kind Phil of Bryant an act of defiance because certain other country don't want to name any names for risk of offending anyone else in this particular room. But certain other country didn't like us celebrating our Catholic Christmas, so you weren't allowed to do mass on Christmas Day So Were you had you gonna to have, a crack-,
1: Were you gonna have like a crack going have a candle at England? in the window <laughs> Were you going to have a crack at England and not say England As if I'd give a oh, shit no.
0: Yeah we all know Chucking that
2: our lot the fields of Athenry Get out you dirty Black and tan we bastards We all know that England <laughs> kind of fucked you over For
0: a while that was just like a thing the, 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 in, England is kind of like Shit to a lot of other places yeah. We come from they, a lake. They long burned down the, the opera bastards. house in
2: my city, the bastards.
0: Oh damn, that's that's a real shame.
2: Yeah. English. Anyway, do you want to know how to say happy Christmas in Irish?
0: How do you say happy Christmas in Irish?
2: Nolik Honadit.
0: Can you repeat that?
2: Nolik Honadit.
0: Nolik Honadit.
2: Yeah, Nolik is Christmas. Sonna is like sonus is like happiness Not But you it's... have to put a H after the S So it turns into Hunna And then oh. it is is you or to you
1: Oh I, oh, I see end. I see no mention of Christmas I see Ireland's firing the first shots in the war on Christmas Just go with it Just go with it, go with it. I see Phil Bryant is <laughs> well, running I... away He's, Don't you know the
2: that war that on Christmas is over? We're allowed to say Merry Christmas again now
0: Ah, because Trump said that
2: we can do it So we
0: definitely couldn't do it before But we can now
2: You you no longer get sent to Guantanamo Bay For saying Merry Christmas to your kids
0: I'm so glad that dear
1: leader has said That we can say Merry Christmas I'm glad that I have his orange permission uh, To do that Um I have noticed, actually, that there's just so much real things to worry about between, you know, the horrible murders and deaths and weather hazards and fucking the movie Twister coming to life. Uh, The the War on Christmas has taken a bit of a backseat this year. Um, yeah. Not too many people protesting Starbucks. Um, still some, but but not quite as much. Then again, also we don't have uh, Dirty Bill Riley on uh, Fox News uh, propagating it. Like he was the big, he was he was into that. He got, he popped boners over that one.
2: Yeah, you he really slapped. Up. Up. He really slapped it on the ass that war on Christmas.
1: Yeah, he was really he was really misogynistic towards that war on Christmas. <laughs> Was so, Bill Riley, and, and stayed on Fox's payroll for years
0: while doing it. Sorry. So, um, no, I was just going to point out a thing about, like, you were just mentioning, like, you know, this year's been all. a fucking weird year. Um, you know how weird this year has been? Did you guys even notice the news that happened this week, not to do with video games? That, it like, the, yeah, the Pentagon has like 22 million dollars of of like this big program where they have alien like metal alloys that can't exist on earth mm-hmm. that they think came mm-hmm. from aliens. Yeah, like I've heard this. Like two journalists at the New York Times won Pulitzer prizes for this piece of journalism about alien alloys from space that yeah. totally exist. And I've heard this though
1: sadly the story has become how fucked up is this year? That this like, and and we forget even in talking about the alien situation that there's a potential alien situation because we yeah. just want to use it to reflect on how fucked yeah. up this no, year. is. I
0: it's. hadn't even heard that this was a story until we started recording this podcast, and now I'm suddenly like, oh shit, alien alloys from space I don't Earth like thing. thinking
1: about it. I, I tell you one of my biggest fears. Oh my god, in I life. think
0: I can see where you're going. Go, go right there.
1: I, I have. I I have only a few sort of potentially uh, keep-me-up-awake-at-night fears, and only one of those fears is fantastical or, you know, paranormal, shall we say, in nature. And it is aliens. Uh, I have a phobia of aliens, but not of the creatures themselves, not fear of abduction. I have fear of my own irrelevance because the moment aliens happen, who gives a fucking shit what the next Star Wars game is like? Who the fuck cares? Who cares what shenanigans Ubisoft is up to They. with with its assassins creed or its microtransactions where like it's it's already struggling to to have any real value to
0: anyone I, well, if, what if I this do.
2: week is anything to go by that might not actually be the case
0: <laughs> i i have a different fear and that that is that like we are imminently about to have like aliens make first contact with earth and it's going to happen during the tiny fraction of of like humanity's existence where Donald Trump is in charge of America, uh. and that Donald Trump is going to be America's, like, person to decide how do we deal with aliens having landed. Uh, That's my, my, my fear. Yeah. My fear is I, I don't think is it's far far a good idea
2: subtweeting Commander Zorg, Donald. Can you stop doing that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it's. Uh, my, my fear is far more selfish, and it's one I've had, like, I think ever since I started doing what I do for a living, like doing anything public-facing, um, to do with video games Once it started being my career I started thinking If if a District 9 situation happened So many of us would be out of a job Simply because we weren't Talking about the fucking aliens Yeah but Come on the, the aliens though
0: If the aliens come to earth They might bring with them Highly advanced future virtual reality video games Maybe they have like video game tech That we haven't even thought of yet and then we can review alien video games and our careers are saved. But then what if they like,
1: like, have already learned a lot about human culture before they landed? So they were like, and, and it could be a lie, probably is. They're like, what you don't get, though, is that this advanced alien tech is very expensive to make. Too expensive to just sort of sell you. So if you buy one now, um, all of the games are going to have some upgrade. They're just cosmetic though. So oh my don't God, worry the about it. But we need to sell keep the microtransactions.
0: <gasps> yeah, like we established
1: servers on one of Saturn's rings, um, and someone's like, "Yeah, but that's just a bunch of rugs. Like it's not an actual ring." And it's like, "Shut up! Have you been? Have you been though?
2: <laughs> have, have you been? I, I have. just want to say, I just want to say, I think." Grand Emperor Xanthex should spend more time focusing on his family and dying career. Sad. <laughs> so, like, Christmas is
0: next week, I think, is the point of the last 15 minutes. Yes. I think, I think is that's next what week. we were saying. Christmas is next week.
1: <laughs> whether whether you uh believe in it or not, whether you're an alien or not, it's a day you you have to deal with because a Christmas story Gen- is General very Zorthax
2: about. is unattractive Both inside and out I understand why her husband left her for a sniggle blob I I, I, the, I the impression I would is a starting blob. to turn
1: into something else But I can't quite place who it is
2: <laughs> Oh
0: So can I just go slight side note In terms of like bad Donald Trump impressions Um did you see the, the Hall of Presidents uh, model of uh, Donald Trump <laughs> that, that was made? It sounds kind of like Donald Trump if he talked in, like, fluent sentences. It, but the face looks like it's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I'm it's pretty like when
2: you, try, when you try to make yourself in oblivion.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Like, I I know I'm not the first person who said this Everyone is saying this on the internet But go look at this Donald Trump from the Hall of Presidents If you've not seen it It looks like they had to very quickly stick a bad toupee On the Hillary robot That they had already started making Because they were convinced that she was going to win <laughs> oh
2: uh, God, Yeah, it does look like her
0: That's what happens when we get When
1: we get models made by liberal arts students who come into Disneyland with their highfalutin ideas about who's going to be the next president, they're wrong. These liberal flakes of snow, which is festive because it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas to them as well, Um, even if they made their Hillary robot and got it wrong and then had to stretch some sausage meat over the face...
0: (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: so should we should we should we talk about some video games like for a minute while we've got some we've not got many yeah yeah let's
1: let's let's get on with it i mean he is a bad president but let's get on with what we're talking about jim what have you been playing Mm -hmm. this week uh more xenoblade chronicles 2 if you don't Um, mind yeah go ahead do you had any uh, you have any evolving thoughts on that game um No, I don't think. That's the interesting thing about it, is the fact I have nothing interesting to say. Um, I've been playing it now for... I I can't tell you how many hours, because I think I set it in sleep mode, but it was still clocking the game as running. So it's clocking me at, like, over 40 hours now, and I know I've not put over 40 into it. I know I've put more than 20 into it, though. Mm. Um, And... And I can't be at 40, because I think by 40 the tutorials would have stopped. Um, at 20, the, tutorial, the tutorials, of course, are still going, and I'm sure I've still got more to go. <laughs> um, but, you know, I've, I've, I've unlocked the Merc Mission stuff. I'm that far, um, and, and and whatnot. Um, trying to do something with Azami, I'm trying to get her Merc Mission, to, I looked it up, um, to, to unlock her affinity chart, because it's driving me up the wall that I've had a... Like, I, I unlocked her really early and her affinity chart doesn't unlock until really late. This is going to sound like gibberish to anyone who hasn't played the game. Basically. He wants to make
0: friends with his sword.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically you unlock living weapons that give you all of your attacks and they're, you know, they're, they're characters and a lot of them are like bargain basement, but it's almost like a little loot boxy system, but, no fear there are no microtransactions or anything and and it's not really designed in a gambly way more of in a pokemony way where it's uh, you, you're just given a whole bunch of these fucking crystals
0: and oh my god can open i just them do up. a slight side note about those crystals isn't it so nice to be able to do what is essentially loot box mechanics without any of the expectation to spend money on them Yes, Where, I mean... Like, I, I know that I f- couldn't if I wanted to spend money on more of these crystals that you can unlock and you'll get a random, like, living sword out of it. But, like, it's quite nice to have that that compulsive gameplay loop yeah. when it's just part of the game and not a thing they're trying to compulsively make you spend money on.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, uh... um, th- th- That basically would lead on to the next game that... that- I want to talk about today. The other game I played this week, but uh, we'll we'll save that for now. We'll we'll circle back. <laughs> well, we'll circle back to that idea of of loot boxy things without the expectation. Um, my only gripe there is that it takes so long, and you can't skip the uh, the animations. Oh, you can skip some them.
0: of it. You you can't skip you the bit really, where you're I was crushing. Hammering... Buttons. You can't you can't skip the bit where you're crushing the crystal but as soon as like the the thing pops up and it's doing it's like this is who you got and here's the weapon they have and here's their pose press start and then a and it will skip that that whole start, animation. And, oh, okay. Uh, press uh, start. Press start. It'll pause.
1: Then you press A again to skip. It didn't pause, though. That was the thing. Like, Because cause I've accidentally skipped cutscenes because of the way they map the the skip and the continue buttons. It
0: throws me off. I wanted uh, I I to restart a I've section skipped, because of that. I've skipped portions of the, the Blade Unlocking cutscenes. Right. But I...
1: I i mean i'm not denying your account it's just now i feel like i'm losing my marbles because i was at one point i was like hitting the button like come on skip this but i i'll try it again and and maybe it was just it didn't want to play that time for, for um, me, but for me even then just the opening oh, yeah. of the the crystal is annoying uh but sorry sorry you were gonna
0: say no that. i i agree with you i kind of wish that you could like Maybe, like, batch open them or find, like, some quicker mm. way to, like, if there was a quicker way to be, like, right, what's this one, what's this one, what's this one, what's this one, ah, there's a there's a thing.
1: Yeah, even if they limit it to, like, you know, you can open five at a time, it's, like, that would be nice. At- like, just have them dispense out with just basic images and stats, unless yeah. you get one of the special ones.
0: Yeah. 'Cause like you can get these unique ones where it's like, oh, that's that's not the base design with a, with these stats and this weapon. It's oh, that's an original character that like the Final Fantasy guy made art for. Yeah. And and that again, like, really speaks
1: to the the how good a a an RNG based loot system can be. Um, with even a sort of um loot box mechanic almost. Um when it's not cynically tied in to support some, you know, additional monetization economy, uh, because without the need to railroad you into spending money, uh, you're rewarded a, a much more consistent clip. So it's uh, a, a lot more. Uh, it, it's I mean hell, I've got like fifty cores. And the only reason I don't open them is because it takes so fucking long, um, mm. and and you know you, you are drowning in so many of these cores that unlock these new weapon characters uh because they're they're not trying to make you spend money um so when you unlock a rare uh, so to speak and it is one of these named characters that look unique and have had original artwork and their own unique uh expanded skill trees and stuff uh it is really exciting and it's it's just it's great to have that and, and and be able to look at something like, uh, you know, what Battlefront 2 was and think, fuck you, I don't need you for that dopamine th- rush. I get that in this, in a fully expansive game, that doesn't feel the need to, you know, pry open my wallet.
0: So, Yeah. That's 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 good. Uh any other thoughts on that game or should I jump in with a couple of mine I've had since um, since last time? I guess I'll just reiterate that I'm still hating the
1: pathfinding. Uh, and nothing is killing me more than uh a side quest with multiple objectives <laughs> that are yeah. all bunched up on that fucking um uh, pointer at the top that is just a liar i saw a, a, a website that just said uh, never trust that it's a liar and it's true um it'll run you into level 85 enemies when you're level 20 and
0: stuff I, like that i know what area you're talking about with the level 85 enemies is that when you go down some metal stairs and then there's a bunch of level 85 snakes everywhere uh, no,
1: no, no, earlier no. than that. Oh, uh, no. Than that. I mean, there's stuff like that as early as the first starting area. Giant fucking baboons running around at level oh, 85 yeah, that, was... that I've been... Uh, <laughs> but, um... No, there's a, a a map especially is the one... Uh, the one that's inside a... Uh, like, the inter- it's all interior. I'm trying yeah. to put like, skirt around spoilers and stuff. I think I know um, what you mean. It's all interior, and... There, are, it's multi-levelled, and it's just a pain in the fucking ass to navigate. And there's a there's a side quest that specifically takes place there, where you've got to kill and harvest from certain enemies, and pinpointing those enemies among all the other enemies, across multiple layers, with all of the guiding cursors bunched up close together, obscuring each other so you can't see the closest one. <laughs> it's hell it's hell and they're like turn it off if you're more advanced i'm like what how advanced would you have to be you'd have to be one of those fucking you you'd have to be a science fiction ai if <laughs> i mean unless you want to just laboriously use that skip travel system to look at the the wide map i don't, you uh you press the left stick to get a sort of a close-up mini-map and, and bring it up on the screen but that's not efficient either um the best you get is the skip travel map which you have to scroll through several menus to get to where you are in in that map and it's just it's a king-sized pain in the fucking ass to quote mike strutter
0: yeah uh so your complaints are totally right yeah. I really like the game, by the way. Yeah, this is yeah, where I was I about really to enjoy This is where I was about to go with it, is all of your complaints <laughs> are totally right. And also I'm really loving Xenoblade 2 still. So I finally I, get the combat now. Yeah, it it takes a while to get into it. Like, if I mm-hmm. tried to explain the whole set of combat mechanics, it would sound like I was talking gibberish. Like you can have up to three different living swords on one hand that <laughs> all have their own separate uh, attack cooldowns, three standard attack cooldowns on the right hand buttons, but also a super move that charges up each time you use one of those specials and your auto attack. Yeah. And if. You do a level one super of one element You can follow it up with a level two of another And a level three of another In order to do like a chained combo
1: Only if they are elements that do work together Which you have to work out through play Exactly Let's
0: not forget (laughs) Uh, The the closer that your character is to the embodiment of your living sword Makes them work better together Mm -hmm. Some of the moves... Are positioning dependent, so you have to be like behind the enemy or to the side of the enemy. Plus, there's a loop of things where you can stun, topple, launch, and then smash into the ground an enemy, and you have to do those as separate moves. So it's like okay, all by using timed attacks between the characters before these before these cooldowns go down and you can't do the next thing. It all sounds. (laughs) Sorry, I hit my mic. I was so like, (laughs) I'm very into this this fighting system once it clicks you're like oh there is so much depth to this i love this when you first start it feels slower and more sluggish
1: than the first xenoblade and i'm like this feels so much more automatic and playing itself and then the systems open up the enemies get the well the enemies their health bars end up getting so big that eventually you really want to know how to start dealing the big damage and then it's like right now i'm starting to see why this character yeah. is
0: requesting so, to use uh, this attack now I when... would I would complain that like I, I do complain that the the tutorial of that game is not good the opening hour is like no. sluggish and really drags and it throws way too much tutorial at you in its opening but I'm deep enough in the game now to totally get why it does it because by the time you reach this point it's like this is a really satisfying combat system that took a ludicrous amount of upfront explaining to get us to. Yeah, there are better ways they could have introduced the concepts, I
1: feel. Yeah. Um, because the text explanations gave me nothing. It was only through repeated play that I got it. And I almost feel like if the game had just thrown you in there, and then maybe... Uh, I, I, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, everything signposted... Yeah. Clearly once you understand it. I think it really it, could have benefited it from just, it yeah, it. just
0: letting you play around with that combat system more. Um yeah. I, I also I really like the the voice acting is pretty cheesy and terrible at times. Sometimes mm-hmm. characters sound like they were given a line with zero context and don't understand the emotional tone it's meant to have in a conversation. I...
1: One issue I had was with like an early antagonist who you can tell is supposed to be the sort of stereotypical self preening um, narcissistic sort of uh, authority figure who's doing all of these over the top campy poses and stuff. But he sounds like like Scrooge McDuck and it just doesn't work. It's just, the voice doesn't
0: fit the character at all Like, yeah. not in, in the vaguest sense But, um, like, these voices are kind of terrible on, on paper Like, I'm not gonna say it's good voice acting But there's something that makes me feel very much at home When it's like, oh, our our hero saving the world is from Yorkshire And the first town you get to is, like, Cat Person Wales <laughs> and there's just there's just something that makes me feel very at home in this adventure. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. like I like the, the use of regional
1: in, uh, British, I should say, because of course uh, Wales and and whatnot. Um, I like the use of of not just basic English voices; that uh, they've got regions and and Welsh uh, accents. Um, I just feel that and Scottish accents, I just feel that, I feel like sometimes they, they've put the wrong accents in the wrong kingdoms, maybe? Like, yeah, that, no. At, it, it's at, a little at, off
0: theme. At times it's totally laughable, and at times it just can't be taken seriously, but at other times it just feels like it has such heart. And I'm like, oh, I just want to love you, game. I, I mean, I,
1: I <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I will say this at least. Um, as... For all the memes that came about from the things that Shulk and Ryan would say in, in Xenoblade mm. Chronicles, uh, I, I do feel like I, like I I get more from the characters of Xenoblade Chronicles too, and part of that is the performance because, like, Shulk's voice acting in, in the first one was so nondescript, and that was true of most of the characters, was... I didn't get a sense of who they were. There was no real personality infused into the delivery. And that's not true in this one. Um, Even with the characters who I feel have been mismatched with their voice actors, they're at least very expressive in comparison. They might not be good good performers, but they're expressing. Um, At
0: least most of them. Some of them are still giving some really flat ones. I will say... Um, there is one particular voice line I wish was not in the game and it is the, the big giant white tiger that you, you meet early in the game, Dromark, uh, every single time he's ever in a fight, he repeatedly shouts, let's make a hasty retreat. And I'm like, no, we're doing really well. We're, we're, we're winning this fight, Dromark. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not running away. Let's make a hasty retreat. I'm like, well, no. I mean, that's th- that. That is getting on my wick anyway. What, being told I... to make a hasty retreat? Not, not <laughs> just, just that. The, the, the in combat dialogue where it's the same three or four voice lines repeatedly spammed just for no s- real reason over during combat.
1: Oh, for. <laughs> we'll defeat them with the power of friendship. Me, 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 me. Oh, I'm really getting stronger. Oh, we're really getting stronger. Unbelievable! Uh, it's it's like I don't mind the 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 silly voice acting, um, you know. It, it it makes me nostalgic because you know I I was a big PS2 player where everything yeah. sounded ridiculous like that. Um, so I don't mind that so much. But those the the combat, like I I struggle to play it portably, um, without headphones if people the, are around because. I want it turned up so I can hear actual dialogue that I need to hear, but then I need to turn it down again for combat because other people don't need to be hearing that shit. And I don't
0: like playing it with head I don't like I, playing many games with headphones often. I've been playing it exclusively in handheld mode with no headphones just by myself. I still have almost exclusively played this game on handheld, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect I've to been happen. Playing it-
1: I've been playing it more on handheld now recently. Um, I I still feel like it 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 plays better on TV just because of the the sheer amount of uh, visual information. Uh, it's mm. it's it's just better up there big. But uh, yeah, that's that's what I think of Xenoblade Chronicles anyway.
2: That, that voice acting thing you mentioned is actually. Um... I find that to be a stumbling block with most JRPGs myself. I, I just find the voice acting in them, for it's, whatever reason, really turns me off. The... Yeah,
0: this this is one in particular you're either going to love or hate. Yeah,
2: like it's. I'll tell you what. Like even even Final Fantasy, I just the voice acting. kind of just this really... is.
0: It's cheesy, but it feels like to some degree it's leaning into it. Hmm. I that does interest me
1: about how it. You're right, you're right, Gav, that that voice acting in uh, JRPGs especially... Mm. Um,
2: And and not just in For games that are so story-based. In in a lot of Japanese games, I find, like... um, I was playing The Evil Within 2 this week, and the voice acting on the main character is so bad. (laughs) I didn't think
1: that was too bad. You see, because I was going to theorise that, you know, you'd think that you'd want the best voice actors possible for a JRPG... But because they're so story focused, um, I, and the same is true actually for uh, a lot of Western RPGs. They don't often get fantastic voice actors. No. Um, you know, a lot of the Elder Scrolls I voice actors aren't fantastic. Uh, maybe and it it's might a cultural
2: be... thing though, because like I didn't grow up with Pokemon and anime like a lot of people did. Yeah. So that that very kind of overexpressed, like, what the hell, you know, like that really over expressive. Yeah. Um, well, Almost my, like they're in a play or something.
1: My theory was going to be cast, mm. like like it seems to be a, a the because I I hear the same voices come up often, especially when the last round of games were localized with Xenoblade and Last Story and and whatnot. Um Around that time, there were a bunch of RPGs using some English uh, voice actors, and I I could recognise the voices across games. Um, and I'm just wondering, like, is there a cheaper stratum of uh, voice actor uh,
2: that it doesn't explain Zelda you, you... though, does it?
1: But then again, they're not they they're not required to re- record and localize. Um, you know, not to mention um, mm. hours upon hours upon hours upon hours of uh, audio. Uh, they, they, I mean, they still use uh, the Japanese audio for a lot of the time. Mm. Um, the the previous Elders mm. and Breath of the Wild they only had real voice acting for some uh, cutscenes, if I recall correctly. Mm. And, and
2: it wasn't good.
1: I, like, wasn't, well, I wasn't liked, I liked
0: it, but I get why some people didn't.
1: <laughs> but again, for that, I'd, I I thought the voice acting was okay.
0: Um,
1: it was just the it was just the link, link. It was that on and on that I couldn't stand. Um, I didn't mind it too much, but again, it was uh, British again. But then again, it's Zelda. You, you, it's sort of high fantasy, and you, you kind of expect a bit of a British accent from your high fantasies in general. Yeah. Um, but, but I do wonder if if there is a certain uh, a certain financial thing there, or, or maybe Nintendo just likes hiring British voice actors for the localization. <laughs> And and just hasn't found some breakouts like you know America has with uh um Tara Strong and Yuri Lowenthal and, and I, people like that. I, I like, like how
2: Elder Scrolls is full of American accents <laughs> intermingled with the the yes. English ones.
1: Yeah, that one's what I saw of Stall
2: weird. the Viking Master up on the mountain <laughs> the other day.
1: <laughs> that's another one where like you can see where the cost has impacted the voice acting because outside of Only a few notable characters who therefore only have a few scenes are going to get sort of a bit of maybe celebrity treatment or a unique voice actor. Um, And then the rest of it, it's like four people.
2: I feel like Fallout 4, they kind of did a better job with that. I feel like I didn't recognise the same voices over and over in that game as much as I did.
1: Yeah, if I recall correctly, like, like, not all male ghouls sounded exactly the same
2: (laughs) what are you looking at smooth skin
0: (laughs) (sighs) um so Uh, other than that jim you you wanted to talk a bit about i can't believe it's not gambling is that the one um yeah yeah uh i for the time we've got,
1: I was going to go fairly in-depth with it, but then we, we got cracking on quite a bit with Xenoblade Chronicles and I don't want to, like, monopolise the time. Um, but I'll i, I just briefly say that I played a parody um, loot box game on Steam. There are now more because, of course, there are. They're all now trying to jump on the bandwagon now that one got a bit, a bit viral among um, people. Uh, but the... The one that got the attention was "I can't believe it's not gambling," uh, which I did a video of, and I find fascinating. Um, now, it's not a, it's not really a great game. I couldn't call it a very good game, um, but it's a simulation of loot boxes and one that actually does trigger the dopamine rush of getting something cool for ninety nine cents with no real microtransactions while making a point about loot boxes, yet has had enough thought put into it that it's not just, you know, being the thing it's parodying, it's actually parody. Um, And they've got, like, a little snake game where you can earn more currency to unlock more boxes uh, called Not BF2, where you're a little picture of a whale, probably a clip art whale, that is... uh, running around collecting loot boxes from different games. You've got, like, a parody Overwatch crate or a Star Wars star card, uh, and it's a game of Snake, basically, with these boxes trailing behind you. Um, And you unlock skins for your loot box that you can then apply to the loot box and you can put a hat on the loot box. And it's just that. That's all it is, is opening up loot boxes... To find things to dress up your loot boxes in. And you can slowly over the course of the game earn more, incrementally earn more money and unlock new versions of BF, not BF2, that earn you more cash so that you start upgrading from your first loot box, which is called actual trash, to a cardboard box, and then upgrade to a crate, and then upgrade to like a. a what was it, like a a present box, and so you can then upgrade your boxes as well. And the fact that this game, rather shoddily put together, um, not not like asset flip, digital homicide bad, but, you know, just, just sort of thrown together, it's startling how actually compelling it is. And other people who have downloaded it after they saw my video have said the same. And they've played it beyond me, where they're like, I can't believe it. Like I, I'm now at like level 75 and I'm unlocking I'm I'm this far along towards unlocking this new loot box and I, I'm hooked on it. And it used the same sort of dangling carrots that more insidious games use. And in a way, and I don't know how intentional it was, um, I I can't say for sure uh, whether they did this on purpose or if it was just a side effect of simulating loot boxes as well as they did. But for the cost of 99 cents and nothing else, you can just get the repeated giddy thrill of loot boxes (laughs) with all of the game cut out, which almost represents what the AAA game industry would almost like to see games become but with just an endless flow of money attached um but for something that just sort of cut all the gameplay out and left it as a bare bones parody of loot boxes it's so much better than it has any right to be and and i believe it deserves study um from at least from like other games media as as just this interesting quick shot of the loot box experience. It, it
0: really does deserve more serious discussion than it's getting because most coverage I've seen of it has basically boiled down to lol it's like loot boxes but on steam indie game
2: and you can upgrade your box. Yeah, it's which sounds like the tagline for the jazzling advertising. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I picked it up after I saw you did a video on it and I was like, Yeah, surprisingly interesting. Like there is there is probably stuff of value to say about this. Yeah, yeah,
1: well it reminds me of a slot machine game I downloaded on my phone once. Um you know, I like I like to go to uh the casinos down the coast sometimes and and again, it's just for the, the giddy thrill of flashing lights and things. Um, I'll, I'll sign up for a member's card, get a free ten bucks, and then just sit at the bar to get free drinks. Um, stereotypically, that's what old ladies do. But fuck stereotypes. I like free <laughs> drinks, and I like flashing lights, and I can get both at one table. And so old ladies. I just yes <laughs> indeed, <laughs> um find myself a rich widow or something with the um y- yes with 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 upgraded boxery and and I like that. I'll just spend the ten bucks, and if I leave with more than I went in with good, um I won't spend more than the ten- the free ten bucks though um but I've always walked out with the extra, uh, which is good, but anyway, that's besides the point. The point is is I had this uh fucking Uh, slot machine game on my phone and and it was well enough done that i could just get that experience of seeing the slots go and being told i'm a winner uh without ever needing to spend any money
0: on it and it it's exactly why i've been enjoying doing the the crystals in xenoblade 2 it's hey i don't have to spend any money but i can get the hit of hit uh, like click on this thing see if i'm gonna get something good ah i got a good thing i feel excited i mean it
1: it it goes back to loot drops in in traditional you know like hack and slashes your diablos um it's that is in itself random loot as a reward for something um people have asked me like well what do you think about loot boxes in games where they're not Tied to real world money, where they're not, um, you know, married to microtransactions. I'm like, go for it. Um, it is fun to open boxes and see what's inside, but I'd prefer to earn that opportunity in game at a fair rate. Um, you know, in a in a rate at a rate that isn't an
0: unfun grind than well, what we've seen with with these games where they're tied to money the problem is inherently if you tie it to money the only way that that will make any money is if you are given these rewards at a slower rate than you would like yes so that you have just enough of it to go that feels really good when it happens but i'm not i've not got more where do i get more i'll spend money. And when you have something like Xenoblade 2 that doesn't have an option to spend money, there is no incentive for them to not just throw lots of these at you so that you can get that hit at a rate that feels rewarding. Because they're not trying to say, this feels rewarding, but I really need an extra hit of that reward, I'll spend money. It's
1: basically, Blake, it's it's the difference between playing with a giant life-sized plushy lion... Versus playing with a real fucking lion That's the difference between a loot box system Without microtransactions
0: versus one that does Yeah Uh, So I might quickly just rattle through a couple of bits I played through this week Uh, I went to a Namco Bandai press thing that happened uh, last week And I got to play some games that aren't out yet Uh, The main thing that I played that I thought was really interesting Was uh, I got to play some of Soul Calibur 6
1: the soul still burns.
0: The soul does indeed still burn. Um, There was only two characters available to play with, so, like, roster I can't really talk much about, but what was apparent from the little slice of it that I played was they've made it much easier than past games to... Let's say you are being... Like, you're locked in a bit of a combo and you're struggling to turn the tide of a fight and it feels like you're just sort of... Oh, they got a good chain going. I'm I'm going to die. There's not really much I can do about this. They've given you more options as a player to, if you can pull things off, turn the tide of uh, the momentum of that fight and have a chance at fighting back, which in my eyes has been a problem for a bit a bit of time in Soul Calibur. Um, mm-hmm. the the main way they've done this is they've got a new ability that's um I think it's called reversal edge or something like that. Some kind of slightly emo sounding name, but The the point is, you hold down a single button To charge up this sort of charged attack It takes a second or two to do But you do Have some armour on it, so like You won't, like, if you get hit once or twice While you're charging up this attack, you won't Automatically, like, lose your charge It's It's a case of You'll probably take some damage to try and Pull this off. If you hit with it Everything slows down And both players basically Rock, paper, scissors. It's a case of are you going to vertical attack, horizontal attack or kick? Whoever wins out out of that clash, they've got the momentum. And it's basically a way of if you're willing to take a couple of hits, you've got a chance at resetting the flow of combat.
2: Mm-hmm. Which that sounds a bit frustrating to me. That that introduces um that introduces an element of randomness into something that is supposed to be about skill, right? Uh
0: it depends how.
2: But so it all sounds a bit Call of Duty to me.
0: <laughs> uh, in in practice,
1: like Well, I, here's the thing, Gav. If you buy enough uh, of these tokens,
0: <laughs> that give you another <laughs> shot. <laughs> so there, there is some, there is still strategy to it, and this is from the hour or so I put put into it. Um, there is a case of like what of these three moves you can do at the time that everything slows down. One of them is going to do considerably more damage, but put you at more of a risk if it fails. One of them does less damage, but is more likely to land. Uh, th- like there is, there is a bit of a mind game that goes on of what sort of player am I playing against? What are they likely to do? Um, and because of the fact that like each time you try and do this like shift momentum attack, you are gonna take a few hits trying to pull it off. There is a cost to it. Like, this isn't something you can spam during combat. Like, you will... Against a good player, you will take a good few hits doing this, and it's a case of, like, if you just can't seem to fight, like, to turn the tide, it's a good way to give you a chance at reversing if you think you've got a good read on the other player. I don't know how that's going to turn out, like, long-term, but it was... Spending an hour with the game, it was an interesting enough feature that... It made me feel less like if someone gets a combo going, I am screwed and this round might as well be over, which it made it feel more competitive. And that's, that's a, that's a good thing. I didn't, I appreciated that one bad set of moves wasn't going to screw me for the entire round necessarily. If I was willing to go, I can see right now that I'm kind of screwed. Let's take the couple of hits And try and do something. Like, Like, I'm in a bad enough position that I will try and reset this.
2: As someone who totally sucks at fighting games, I understand the appeal of it. But to me, it would feel almost like we played brilliantly against France for, like, 90 minutes and did everything right. But then Thierry Henry handled the ball and kicked it in and the referee didn't see. Hmm. So we didn't go to the... The World Cup.
0: I think I think it's like fair to note that like <laughs> all fighting games to some degree have a guess what your opponent's going to do in this rock, paper, scissors triangle. Yeah, That's kind of it. how yeah. how all of these things are built. That like yeah. A heavy attack will be slower, but it will hit through a lighter attack, and a lighter attack will be faster, mm-hmm. but if they collide, it won't go through.
2: There's always these, yeah, like, like, like I, trying I to get... I don't guess... know enough yeah. about fighting games to judge it, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that's
1: my issue, is, like, like everything being described sounds interesting. Yeah. But as is my great frustration with fighting games, I cannot play them. I I do not yeah. have the... Same. I don't know what it is. It's it's like I've just got this this spot where I can't comprehend yeah. them. Yeah. Um,
2: mm. So it's I like, get
1: very jealous when I hear about them because I love them in concept.
2: It's like I can I can spend days and days playing a fighting game trying to practice it, and then my body, who never plays video games, will just come in and <laughs> kick my ass.
0: It it is like a thing that so, it just clicks for some people and doesn't for others. I don't know what it is yeah. that makes it like that. I like but... to watch
1: it. I like to watch yeah. it. I'll catch the the tournaments and that on on Twitch and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Um but, when when uh, when I can. As as someone that likes playing them, I can't say whether that feature will be good or not yet, but it's mm. it's interesting because like looking mm. looking at the way the Soul Calibur competitive scene's been for a while, it'll be interesting to see matches where people can knowingly take a little bit of damage to try and get the game going a bit more back and forth should reduce the number of matches that like someone had a good start and now this is a one-sided fight
1: yeah it's sort of so yeah i mean if so long as it's like this not As long as it isn't an instant win, like you can just pull this suddenly out of your ass and you're instantly winning, like no, and even if if
0: it's about giving you more fighting chances against each other, it gives you the tiniest bit of momentum. Like it gives you a tiny bit of space to be like, okay i'm now not being stunned by every attack i've got a second yeah. to try something like it's and if there's it, that yeah. risk reward element to it it should i guess balance yeah, it, out. again in, like I'm, yeah. I'm a total
1: lame I, here. I
0: only played an hour or so of it but like it felt really good to play so i'm i'm excited to see how that pans out um most of the mm-hmm. core of the game is still the same as previous soul calibers uh but yeah, they, they, they simplified a couple of mechanics as well. Like uh, the way that like you used to be able to parry forwards or backwards and one of them would give you better positioning, but one of them would give you like an advantage on attack momentum. Whereas now they've just reduced it so it's a single type of parry. They they got rid of one of them. They They seem to have just tried to like make it so that there are more things are a little less complicated and it's a little easier to have a back and forth with another fighter. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I'm trying to think
1: if there's kudos for them, you know, trying some new stuff and streamlining things, see if they make it more efficient.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think what else I played that like would be interesting to the folk on here, uh, that Dragon Ball Z 2d fighting game looks really fucking beautiful. Um, that's, that's another one that makes yeah. me sad
1: Because I used to watch that growing up But I can't They, they make them almost all of them yeah. fighting
0: games So I can't play Dragon Ball games I, what I, the, the one thing I'll say about that quickly Is I don't think video footage on YouTube Does that game justice As to how nice it looks There are some interesting things they're doing That like, keep catching me off guard um, The one that's really interesting Is they have the background at one frame rate But the characters at a different frame rate to give these 3D models the effect of 2D animation while not lowering the frame rate of the entire experience. Like, you get this sort of almost slightly stop motion effect to them that it's weird to describe why it works, but it really sells these 3D models as being 2D art. It's, it's a very weird thing. I don't know how to better explain, but it looks really good in person. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, they their previous games have always uh,
1: used cell shading to good effect and stuff. So, I can only imagine how it
0: must look now. Yeah, it is. It is looking rather gorgeous. Uh, yeah, I've I've not had a go
1: at trying to play one since, far, like, oh,
0: maybe it was PS. Yeah, PS
1: two, I think when they were doing them. It
0: the the last um, one I played was. Budokai Budokai Tenkaichi 3 was the last one I played. Okay, so I didn't imagine the word Budokai. Budokai is is a name that was used for some Dragon Ball games.
1: Yeah, I think I played one of those on the PS2. Um, And even then, it looked uh, quite pretty uh, with the the cell-shady effect. Um, But I I, I tried to play cell and learn his moves. I think I could do, like... I think I've managed to pull off, like, one... One projectile move, <laughs> and maybe some one other melee attack, and I just use those two over and yeah. over. Uh, so, I can't do combos. That's it. There, I, I can't do the combos.
0: Uh, we've we've not done this in a while. Before we wrap up, are you guys up for doing some questions? Yeah. Yeah. Just, Christmas just, questions.
2: Just, just quickly, very quickly. Yeah. Go I ahead. I played um, Rise of the Tomb Raider in four K. <gasps> oh, well, the that's BBC. the thing. I was. Oh my I meant to God.
1: Say, So that was extra rude that I'm talking over Gav because (laughs) I was about to say that while we were talking, I was like, I've got to remember before we move on to questions that we uh, we've heard very little from Gav today. Um, So first of all, that time where you were just speaking, I'm sorry, I spoke (laughs) over you. To apologise for not giving you time to speak, but he's I, still,
2: I he's still talking, Laura. I'm still he is talking. Still
1: talking. <laughs> I I I'm the, sorry. The take, reason I just, didn't just seize the floor. I didn't the segue to you because
0: you told me when we were setting up the topic list you hadn't played anything new, but you have. So, Gav, tell us about Rise of the Tomb Raider in 4K. Oh
2: yeah, no, I just like I literally just thought of it. There, was like, oh, I forgot I did that this week, and wow, that game is like it's incredible looking. Mm. I'd forgotten just how gorgeous that game looks and in 4K on a good PC it is just possibly the best looking game I've seen other than maybe Horizon. In terms but of then, games going for photorealism, totally agreed with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe not the most um artistically beautiful game out there, but in terms of like uh just the environments looking realistic and stuff, it's just incredible mm. looking.
1: They they pumped
2: so they, a yeah.
0: lot of resources into making that one look pretty. Yeah, and there, and no they just announced they're
2: making a new one, didn't they?
0: Yeah, it it's going to be Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This is a thing it, we've known was coming
2: for a while, I think. Is it going to be a movie tie-in or is it going to be No, it's it's
0: still of, in this in this game continuity. So, good. Good, uh, maybe I, a bit silly to drop it just I, for a movie tie-in.
2: I like this Lara. I think she's cool yeah. and I I hope they do some good stuff with her.
0: Agreed. Um Yeah, the reason we know kind of what this game is going to be is because a NeoGAF person like a year and a half ago took a screen, uh, like, took a photo of an employee working on the game who was just, like, had a presentation for it open on his laptop on the tube. And this guy Mm. just took a picture of it. Uh, And it was called Shadow of the Tomb Raider. It's like... Oh, I
1: remember that now. so
0: it's going to be, like, the next one in the game series. It's not tied into the movie or anything. And we've not officially been told that that is what, this recent announcement (laughs) is about but if you look at the press release for this newly announced game the first letter of each sentence spells out the word shadow which is like okay okay, it's it's gonna be that one that got leaked it's shadow of the tomb raider so it it didn't spell out
2: like impeach did
0: it (laughs) if only um but yeah no i'm
2: impeach trinity
0: (laughs) i am super ready for another of those games like they were really good games. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, yeah, give me another one. I'll take another one. Uh, right, so questions. Let's see what we've got, because we've, we've not done this in ages, and I did a question thread, and I'll feel bad if we don't do any other questions after people sent us some. Uh, Aubrey Baker wants to ask, What releases are you all looking forward to in 2018?
2: And that is actually a very good question because, off Fuck, the top of my yeah. head, I can't really think of so, any. Me...
1: I, I can. I'll be honest. There's only one game I know of, for, like off the top of my head, that's coming out, and I should be looking forward to it. But I'm angry about it. Which one is it? That'd be Dynasty Warriors Nine. Why are you annoyed about it? Because it seems well. First of all, Zhang He doesn't have his claws. Um, they've just given him knives which are weapons being used by other characters, which brings me to the other point tied into it, the fact they seem to be doing what they did with Dynasty Warriors 6, where they're taking a slight change to the gameplay as an excuse to remove all of the interesting weapons from the series and have, you know, five characters or more all play exactly the fucking same and strip all of their uniqueness from them. And should that happen after years of a company that should be less than any other company um, cutting corners, but does cut corners all the time, um, skimping here and there where it can and reusing, um, I mean, basically flipping its own assets at this point, uh, it it will be beyond inexcusable. And, and, And if you think that I've ever been, like, Harsh towards Games that I don't like Um if you, if, Even if you think that I go a bit too far Poking the bear with the Zelda thing You ain't seen me go off On <laughs> Dynasty Warriors When Dynasty Warriors so, pisses me off So
0: that's Jim's anticipation <laughs> Game of next year
2: Just look, uh, looking at the lineup here I can see three that I would what, what are yours? Presume I'm going to be very hyped for That would be uh, Metro Exodus Mm-hmm and obviously The Last of Us Two if that comes yep,
0: out next that, year. That that's on my list. Game and Red
2: Red Dead Redemption Two is kind of an obvious one as well that, that mm. is gonna so probably be very good.
0: The the stuff on my anticipated list right now, Last of Us Part Two, again, I, I want more of that that world. I'm really excited for Code Vein. Like I'm I'm kind of into right. its like overly angsty. Anime aesthetic And I, I yeah. want more Soulsy games So I'm looking forward to giving that a proper go and...
2: and For some reason I'm just not hyped about that one I think it's because for me the biggest draw To, to, to the Souls games isn't really the difficulty It's the uh, The world And these these, this code vein doesn't just doesn't have um, anything story wise or world wise that would draw me in I've so.
0: always preferred like anime mm. dystopia aesthetics to like medieval yeah. British history. <laughs> it's just my preference of like art art direction world thing mm. uh, there's one I'm looking forward An- to anthem
2: I, looks good, but I guarantee yeah. you that will get delayed till yes two thousand nineteen. <laughs>
0: There's one I'm I'm antici- There's one I'm looking forward to, and I feel bad that I'm looking forward to it, because I don't I don't think it's going to be good. But I live in hope. Yeah. I'm anticipating Detroit become human because. Oh really. Look, I know it's probably not going to be great.
2: Yeah, but I watched a gameplay <sighs> video and was not I, impressed. I
0: want to believe because. Every time I play a David Cage game, there are things in it that I love, and there are things in it that just are so close to being really good, and they're always yeah. interesting for for better or worse. But
2: yeah.
0: I keep holding out for good or bad. David yeah. Cage will
1: always give us something to talk about yes. like
0: that. It
1: won't that's be boring. I guarantee it won't be boring. But
0: yeah. um, the The main thing that, like, is giving me hope, and I've yet to be proven wrong on this theory I have about this game. Every time we've seen it, it's been a different character we've seen. I really hope this is a collection of individual short stories. Because if that's what this is, and they all just tie into the theory, uh, like, the, the, the theming of this is stories about robots and humanity... A, you've got more room to branch your narratives because you don't have to close the branch at the end because it's an isolated story. B, David Cage has always been better at telling individual short stories than he has been at stringing them together into one big narrative. I'm really hoping this is just, here is a selection of short stories because he might actually be able to pull that off.
2: At least least one or two of them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I... I, yeah, that's it He's,
1: he's going to get to throw a lot of shit at the wall And if none of it sticks Then I'm going to
0: just yeah. write the man off I, Something's got to um, stick I just want, I th- I want to believe What? I want to believe
2: Yeah I, I think that Spider-Man game looks really interesting I, I was
0: going to They really the seem now. to
2: have um, Done a good job capturing Just the dynamic and mm. feel of Spider-Man From what I can see in those trailers Mm-hmm. So, it, and 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 also the kind of speed and pace just seems to really fit the character. I don't. I, yeah. I hope that one's good because it looks really good.
1: I like that they they seem to be picking on some some of the newer villains that have come up yeah. since the you know the really famous ones. Um, so we, we should see some interesting stuff hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, some unexpected appearances. I'm hoping for so. Fingers crossed. I, I'm I'm looking forward to that one if it comes out next year.
2: Kingdom Come Deliverance looks interesting as well. It's like a hyper realistic uh, open world medieval RPG thing. It looks like it could uh, either be really really interesting or super boring. <laughs> I, I really can't decide right now whether it would be. On the topic
1: it, <laughs> On the topic of RPGs, uh Nino Kuni 2. Oh, Ravenant Kingdom. I I mm-hmm. got to play some of that this week. Um, <gasps> what's it like playing with the higgledys? That's what they're called. Okay, they're the they're things, higgledys, are they, they the things
0: that look like Pikmin? Well, um, yeah, like they they help you when you fight. Yeah, so they're called higgledys. Um, here's what I'll say: the, tut- the demo that was presented to us did not explain what those were or how to use them. And initially, <laughs> oh, they're called higgledys. Yeah, initially, I did not know they were higgledys, so you know, I hadn't nah. learned that I needed to love them yet. Uh, but also. I I just didn't understand what the point of them was. Once I worked out how to use them, they are basically they're basically magical pikmin called ikulbees and they're great and I love them. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard about yeah. that. Like I was again looking through the
1: releases. I've heard they've they've given you a more direct role, like well, your your characters more direct roles in combat rather than the the creatures. Yeah. Uh so it that sounds interesting. I am uh I, they're, apparently they're expanding it, you know, scale-wise beyond what the first and I I adored the first
0: one. It was it, it it feels beautiful. like they've taken what worked about the first one and they are definitely like expanding on it in the right ways. I'm excited
2: to
1: Nina.
0: I'm excited um, to, to like get stuck into another like Welsh well a uh, uh, Welsh JRPG <laughs> world.
2: Bringing up another one. I I'm feeling a lot more sceptical than I would like to feel about that god of war I was watching mm-hmm. a gameplay video of it and the son kept shouting like Whoa! And look out dad and like I just know It's fine he'll me, get
0: looks, killed like an hour in probably
2: <laughs> I hope so because he looks well, really I, I, really annoying I
0: feel like in the first 90 minutes he's either going to die or Kratos is going to die And he's going to have a time skip and grow up and be less annoying yeah like that's my two ways i I, I see it going. i feel
2: like they're going to kind of subvert our expectations there i think it's gonna they're both gonna get through
0: i think one of them's gonna one of them's gonna die like an hour and a half in
2: (laughs) it would just be so obvious if one of them did and likewise with the last of us two i think it'd be so way too obvious if joel dies in the intro
0: possibly but like i'd be into it if ellie killed joel like, yeah, because she—that would be interesting. Uh, you keep talking for a second. Someone's knocking at my door, and I've got to go deal with that quickly.
2: Mm. Well, um, with okay. l- the last uh, of us, I—I I just wish they had left us. I mean, I—I I thought that I mean, that game yeah. had the most perfect ending. So,
1: I mean, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm all for giving the sequel a go. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but I do agree that the ending was one of those ones that were so perfect I felt I didn't need to see any more. Yeah. Um, but obviously we. You know, we live in the world of Megabucks Entertainment now, so... I I return. What are we on about, Megabucks?
2: Even another story in that universe would have been very welcome by me, but I just... I felt it ended so well that they don't... What? Is this The Last of Us we're on about? The Last of Us, yeah. Yeah,
0: I I kind of wish that they'd left that story with the ending it had, but considering they're continuing it, I'd like to see... I want to see some conflict about that ending. I want characters who didn't know things... To learn those things and us to see how they resolve that knowledge.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. we'll see. We will yeah. see. State of Decay 2. Ooh. I don't know if either of you played State of Decay. I played a bit of State played of Decay.
2: For like I've been half replaying an hour actually. and kind of got bored.
1: Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. It, it, well, it, it
2: is... just it came out when every second game was a zombie game.
1: Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah, timing was bad. Um. I mean, I was sick of zombie games at the time, uh, but State of Decay 2, it took a little bit, uh, and and I don't think if I hadn't been playing it to review it, I don't know if I'd have given it the, the chance needed. But once I started realising it was more about building the base and keeping people happy and, and keeping supplies stocked up, and there was this sort of real enjoyment in strengthening up your base and, and everything... Um, the zombie aspect of it, while obviously still hugely important, was like they were there as as the threat, but they weren't there as the core of the game. And once it reached that that balance between you know these zombies are threatening versus wow, I'm, I'm building this community and stuff up, um, even though it wasn't hugely deep or anything you know it wasn't a, a big simulator or anything um there's just something very enjoyable about it i found it uh, a game i could just very easily put in and play without uh having to think too much about it it was one of those very easy to relax with games even though you know it gets to some tense moments uh it's it doesn't ask a lot of its players it just yeah. asks that you take some time, and if you've got time to kill, then it's perfect for that. So, I wasn't impressed with the State of Decay re release they did. So, fingers crossed, they're gonna, you know, really push the boat out with State of Decay, too. Uh,
2: CFTs looks like it could be fun as well. It's like from yeah. what from what i gather it's kind of like destiny with pirates which it could be awesome it,
0: it's one of those i i honestly feel like you need a group of four people that you're going to play with the same group of people regularly for that game to work mm. and it's great when you're playing with like a single group of people and you're working together it is it is fun but yeah. you're going to need it to be that same group of four on a regular basis to keep that game
2: going That's an interesting question, actually. All of these games, like that game, Destiny, Borderlands, I wonder will they ever find an elegant solution to groups of friends just not being on the same schedules and having different levels of their characters and things. I wonder will they ever find a way to elegantly solve that so you can all just jump in together whenever you want.
1: I feel like it's something that they... You feel like some developers somewhere have got to be thinking about it. Maybe there is a game that's that's got that down and we I just certainly don't, know about don't have a solution so many. for it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean there's there's temporary bringing like leveling everyone out the way they do for competitive stuff, you know, there's I guess there's ways you could do that like you level everyone out so the game is still challenging but the loot you get you don't unlock until you get back.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: I mean, that would maybe, if you're a higher level, be putting in less effort for better rewards, so it could be a... I, I, I mean, it's an inelegant solution, but it's something... I do know...
2: I, I remember in... Um,
1: actual game developers need to be thinking about this, <laughs> not some I, clueless punt
2: I remember it, it's not an RPG, but... And I could be remembering this wrong, but I remember in Gears of War 4, each player could play on a different difficulty... While playing together, so that the enemies would be harder, depending on what difficulty you picked for right. each different player. And I don't
1: see how that w-
2: that like could be like impossible. work somehow in an yeah. RPG. Maybe that like if one person's fighting an enemy that could be lower level to you, mathematically or whatever. But it would probably be very tricky to pull off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got time for one more question.
1: Yeah I mean I'm just I'm stuck now thinking about Solving that problem I I, <laughs> but, but yeah, I suspect we
0: won't get it solved by the End of the podcast even if you no, stop and have a Think no, about no. it for a minute
2: I don't think we'll get it solved by the end of next year either. <laughs> no,
0: no. Uh, so we have a question From Jay Hurd If you made a podquisition holiday Special akin to the infamous Star Wars holiday special What nonsense skits and actors Would you want involved What What bullshit should we do for our Podquisition Christmas hypothetical special? Um,
1: Personally, I would have us do a a recreation of the Star Wars Holiday Special. I mean, word for word, including every Wookiee growl, but with no effort put into so, it. Like, we don't even try and sound like Wookiees. It's just reading the words on page. Of
0: like, we're not going... Oh, or whatever. It's, I like where you're starting, Jim, but I'm going to throw the ball somewhere else from there. So we're going to start with the word-for-word script of... Of the, uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special. Done very dryly. Like, as, as well, dull
1: as Andy Kaufman could I, ever dream of making one of his I
0: don't shows. know if that's how we're going to read it, because that decision comes up to our director, who I think should be Tommy Wiseau. I think Tommy Wiseau oh. should be our director. And right. we should maybe... Tommy Wiseau. I think we maybe start with reading it very dryly, and we just see... Where it goes because he is a very strange man and I'm curious to see where he he sends our Star Wars holiday special. That's it. We we read it out normally. And we wait and to he
1: him. Yeah, we wait for him and to and tells us a new way. Yeah, and every time there's a new character that comes up, like you know, Boba Fett pops up for his animated bit. He tells us how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We don't we don't start dry. It's just every time there's a new character, and it you know. It's one of us is going to do it, and he tells us how to do it, and we got to do it the way Tommy was. Tells us to do it, Gavin, and he's
0: allowed to be angry. Gavin, what is your your contribution to this beautiful mess we're making? <laughs>
2: uh I would be played by either Christian Bale or Liam Neeson oh, or so a hybrid a hybrid of the two You're
0: not even playing oh, yourself you're getting actors in to you He's just going to substitute <laughs> a double And,
2: <laughs> and he would they, they, that person would, would would take over and sort that out and do that so I could go away and play Assassin's Creed Origins
0: Right So you're just like on the I mean, side I'll... of the set like yeah I can't fucking be bothered where's my Assassin's Creed
1: yeah. Whereas Laura added a little spice to my dish, I'm going to have to um, basically pour some really watery bovril on yours, Gav. <laughs> and because because I, I don't have the budget for uh, Liam Neeson. Uh, so it's going to be a Liam Neeson
2: lookalike. I'm not not so sure these days, man. <laughs> Have you seen some of those movies he's been making?
1: <laughs> even so, even so, I don't even think I've got the budget for Liam Neeson's. But we could get a Liam Neeson lookalike. Um, he probably won't sound anything like him, but we'll constantly re- like remind the audience that he's meant to be Liam reading, Neeson, that he looks a bit like Liam Neeson if you squint. Who's also yeah. meant to be Gav? <laughs> Who is meant to be Gav? It's like the man we have, who's meant to
0: be Gav, <laughs> looks a lot like Liam Neeson. <laughs> um, any other things we want to throw into the mix of this holiday special?
1: Now that'll do. do. It's pegging. a holiday special. You don't want to pegging. think too much about it.
0: pegging. To... Oh, <laughs> okay, okay, <Yes>, Gabs. <laughs> okay, we're adding some pegging, I guess. <laughs> right, mm. Gabs got Just got me off interested. The top of
2: my <laughs> You... i really have i really have been watching too much broad city <laughs> I,
0: I was just gonna be like is pegging often like just on the brim of your mind
2: <laughs> it is i thought he was just thinking of a how particular, am i gonna uh, <laughs> yeah. a particular episode of broad city we watched which i won't spoil so, for anyone okay, who hasn't seen uh, okay, it.
0: okay but... now there's also some pegging i'm gonna say it's on, yeah. it's on ice it, <laughs> we're, we're doing this all on ice skates now where this is like a a, a wintry ice skating performance
2: to, roll, to the same music that is on while you do your roller disco.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. There we go. I think yep. we've got a pretty good holiday special right there.
2: Olympic roller disco ice skating pegging. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> we're, we're all wearing strap-ons
1: <laughs> and and trying to peg each other while also trying to ice skate. Yeah. It's going to be difficult. If- but I think with, with determination... <laughs> And the power of friendship.
2: <laughs> so this been... I'm going to make a hasty retreat. This has been Podquisition. Pegging on Ice. This has been Pod... pegging,
0: pegging on Ice. On ice. Pegquisition. <laughs> Pegquisition. Pegquisition on, on ice. ice. This oh. has been Pegquisition on Ice, episode 161. Mer- yep. Yeah, um,
1: Merry Christmas.
2: Have a, have a proper crimble.
1: Peggy Christmas. There we go. <laughs> yeah. We can we can keep that on for no good reason because Laura already smashed it, um, and no more needed to be said by me. But that brings us to the end.
2: Happy Sodom I would days. Assume.
1: Happy and and also the wicker hat and dancing and drinking with bonfires if you want to do that. Enjoy as well. the drunken yeah. pagan um, fun, fun, fun times. Yeah. Okay, dance some pagan shit um, or some. Pa- Pagan Pagan I was, I was wondering <laughs> if I could put the two together Pagan but it's Pagan, Pagan it's, It doesn't work uh, Peggy 18 I think is The closest you could get to a mashup Of, of Pagan and Pagan um, And it would have Who's to be Pagan Pagan, Finn?
2: Pagan Min Wasn't that a villain That was something? Far Cry
1: 4's Pagan villain Pagan was, Pagan Pagan Pagan. was Pagan Min
2: yeah.
1: I remember because Pagan, there was a guy Pagan on the radio Min. Who would say his name over and over and over again mm. um, Oh
2: yeah Pagan Min
1: Pagan men. Pagan. Who is this doing this? Pagan men. Pagan and men this this pa- this. is pagan, pagan men. men. Pagan men is pagan men. Very good, Gavin. <laughs> Very good. And on that festive note, um, it leaves me to ask Laura, how can
0: people find out more about
1: your work, what you do
0: online? Oh, Me? Uh, you can find me. Oh, yeah. You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter or YouTube. You can also find me Monday to Friday, nine to five, at Kotaku.co.uk. You can also hear me on a D and D actual play podcast I do called Dice Funk. Go listen to it. We just started our fourth season. Each season is an individual, like standalone story. So, like, jump in at the beginning of season four. I play a Yu Gi Oh wizard a middle-aged Yu-Gi-Oh wizard that uses <laughs> trading cards nice. to do magic and it's it's quite silly and fun so go go listen to dice funk
1: well there we go and uh gavin our great bard minstrel wandering i thought you said menstrual
2: there i was like what? am i that grumpy today
1: No, you've been high spirits, I think. Um, How can people find out more about your music? Because that's what you do.
2: Miracle of Sound on YouTube, Miracle of Sound on Twitter, and of course my album Level 8 is out now and doing really well, so go and buy that. And if you want to support me throughout the year, in 2018 you can join up to my Patreon, which is also Miracle of Sound.
1: Okay, well, thank you very much for that. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a happy holiday and what not. Uh, Have a wonderful Rusev Day! If you are an observer, uh, I am. Um, I actually did cave and get a Rusev Day shirt. Um, That's my Christmas present to me. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.